crowd It was a Friday night I walk alone To get the feeling right We started making out And she took off my pants But then I turned on the TV And that's about the time she walked away from me Hello and welcome to Kimmy Quest episode 330. I'm your host, Mike Apps, aka Wheels, and with me as always. Vacation by the Go Go, David McBurney, Fanboy Master. Vacation, dude. We're back. But you gave up halfway through the one line that anyone has ever heard. That's true. <laughs> I don't remember any of the lyrics beyond vacation. That's all I got. Oh, Lord. Okay, moving on. Yes. Uh, we're back. Yeah, back from, you know, hey, it's not as well. Okay, there we go. You cut out What's for that? a second. So you cut out for oh, okay. a second. I'm like, oh, we're back. And <laughs> we're gone. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, we're, we're back from vacation. And we'll probably have to take at least one week off this month as well. Yeah, for thanks. <laughs> yeah, unless you want to, like, literally, like, finish up Thanksgiving dinner and then go to record a podcast. Yeah, it's probably, I'm probably going to be tired. Plus, we're hosting That's what I'm family, thinking. So. Yeah, yeah, like, we'll, we'll probably have to skip that week, but... Yeah. Or we can pick a different day or something. We'll figure something out. Also, Wheels has finished Spider-Man 2. I have, yes. I finished it... Uh, the week after. <laughs> yes. It was very good. Wheels is now a huge Craven the Hunter fan. No. He can't wait for the movie. I'm a fan of this Craven the Hunter, and still not <laughs> fucking Craven. I can't believe we're making that a movie. Why? Like, why? Of all the Spider-Man villains you can make a movie of, you pick Craven the Hunter. I don't know. He's like a guy who at least has something to do outside of fight Spider-Man. I'll know. give them that. Like, like a tombstone, like mobster movie would be pretty cool. At that point, you just you might as well not even be making a superhero movie. <laughs> I mean, Craven's kind of not a superhero movie. <laughs> He's got more going on than Tombstone. I, I, uh, Tombstone's had a lot more going on recently. <laughs> we all just waiting for the Hypno Hustler flick. God. I don't know who that is! It's got Donald Glover in it, though, so... Uh... Sony, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, we've got a lot of Sony, what are you doing uh, this week, yes. so let's, get, let's, let's talk about the good things they did. There was this Spider-Man 2. Yes, Spider-Man 2. I hear it's very good. It is very good. Um, the story, I would say, is not as good as the first but that's a tough a tough act to top uh just because of a lot of the emotional notes it hits you kind of can't and shouldn't honestly hit in every game because uh if even now going back and watching like the ending to that game uh will tear me up because it's just so emotionally powerful so Naturally, it's not necessarily going to hit that same level, but um, it is still extremely good. It does a very cool job with Craven uh, coming to menace Venom. the city. <laughs> Venom is cool. They do a good job with the whole black suit arc. Um, and Miles gets to be Miles, and is very good. 
I hear he has like like his storyline doesn't fully line like doesn't feel like it fully comes together, but it's fine. It, it is a little weird like that he's... he gets a new costume. Yeah. <laughs> it still feels like he's the number two, mm -hmm. which is fine. Maybe the next one he'll be uh, the number one with um, redacted character as the other playable character. <laughs> probably Peter as well. Yeah, I mean, Peter's going to be in there. Yes. There's, there's not really an escape uh, for that. Asks, and... Will Carnage be a DLC or wait for Spider-Man 3? I hope they don't do Carnage at all. To be perfect. There's a, I, I saw a spoiler. He They, they put a Cletus Cassidy in here. Uh, I, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, yeah, it sounded more like a DLC hook, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are rumors they may do a Venom game, so that may be for the Venom game. Venom versus yeah, I, I do feel like Spider-Man because of the they they they've really played on like the emotional aspects of these stories and Carnage, whether you like him or not, is an emotionally inert villain. <laughs> uh, he's yeah. just a guy who kills people, and like that puts you down to like, well, what are you willing to let him kill? And there's not actually a lot of good options for that. At this stage, yeah. So I feel like Carnage makes sense as a DLC villain rather than a like a core story villain. Which you know, like the core story villain, the the arc villain that you make Spider-Man three about is just obviously the Green Goblin. Yes, and I feel He's... like they've been building to that from game one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, game one has tons of stuff that's like setting up a green goblin yeah. and game two by all appearances also has stuff that's setting up a green goblin and there is no green goblin in it green goblin has to be the villain of three yeah. uh, I'd, I'd suspect just for emotional torque they also find an excuse to bring back Doc Ock um, I won't say anything <laughs> um, but there is also a line at the end of the game that that suggests like this whole story arc has been built as a trilogy. Oh yeah, um, I mean that same line may also reference some random comic storyline apparently, but I felt like <laughs> it's too a generic a line to maybe be referencing that, and it just felt like you're setting this up as a trilogy, which doesn't mean to say that that's going to be... That doesn't mean that it's going to be the end of it, right. but that doesn't mean... But it would give them an excuse to, like, the fourth game would be something different. Yes, and would break away from this set of villains or, you know, this this connected story, because all of it is kind of connected. Um, yeah, there's... Like, just having played the original in Miles Morales, there, there's, like, a lot of, you know scenes from one to Miles Morales that flow, that like are direct consequences of each other. There's no clean break. Yeah. Um, um, let's see, what else can I say about their game? Combat is excellent. They've done a lot better job of giving especially Peter more to do in combat. Because if you go back and play the original and then go play Miles, it's like, well, Miles is a lot more entertaining. To <laughs> that play was like combat. my literal concern playing, like after finishing Miles Morales, and like you know, Peter's going to be in too. It's like, how do they spice him up to be as fun as Miles? Because he yeah. does not have Miles' abilities. 
and I think they do a good job with that, especially once you get the Venom suit. Venom. And then you can kind of do a lot more, a lot more cool mm. things. And they do some cool things late in the game too, which I won't spoil. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they did, did a very good job with that. Uh, and the boss fights, which I feel like the boss fights for both the first two games were kind of, I don't know how to describe them, not like quick time events, but kind of, I don't, I don't know how to say it, like... Simplistic? Simplistic. And the boss fights in this are like, wow, my hands hurt after that. <laughs> I in saw the way. opening scene and that was extremely fucked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the fight after the fight with Craven is amazing, and the fight with Venom is great, with lots of cool things in it. it it's it's very 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 good. Also, like after uh, remembering some aspect of the first game, I actually have a, I can't remember if you mentioned who Venom actually is. But I think I know who it is. <laughs> it's it's not really a secret. Mm -hmm. It's just it's not something they specifically brought up right prior to the release. But like based on an element and aspect of the side missions in the first game, I have a very strong guess of who Ben yeah. is. <laughs> it's it's exactly who. Like they they kind of. They played around like it was going to be some big surprise or something. It's not. It's it's only a surprise if you didn't actually play the first game. <laughs> right. And also, the, one of the trailers just pretty much says, Oh, here, here you go. Here it is. If you're paying attention even mildly to this trailer, this is who it is. So, which is, which is fine. I don't think everything has to be like a shocking reveal or anything it's fine if it's it's often bad it's... if it is because it often means that you didn't actually right. build up to it very well right and i think they do a good job of building up to it and i almost think it's very subtle how they do it too uh, i think one of the okay good well, because you know when they do it with Eddie Brock, it's very clearly like, oh, like I hate you. You're ruining my life. Like, like it's it's this someone who needs like an excuse for his own failures, so right. he pushes them off you. It's Peter's fault. And, and this is more not as clear. It's not like it's not a direct line to oh, you know, I have this suit and I hate you. <laughs> I will say that uh, the Eddie Brock uh, pushing all of his failures onto Peter does remind me of like the one good Venom scene in Spider-Man Three, Raimi's Spider-Man Three. Which one's Which that? is it's it's the bit where Eddie Brock is fucking uh, at the church right before he becomes Venom, and he's just like literally at a church praying for God to kill Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's that's a good bit. Yeah. Rest of that storyline's a dud, but that bit yeah. that bit's good. <laughs> well, and that's that scene does a good job of translating that scene from the comic books too. Yeah, you can oh, see how that yeah. could have worked. Yeah. But like that's that's what makes that such a frustrating movie. Yeah. There's like if there's like 
two-thirds of two different good movies that when smashed together made a bad one. <laughs> Honestly, when I saw that Sandman was in the beginning of this game, I was worried for a second. Like, oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> Sandman's do cool, this. though. No, he's great. <laughs> it's also good, because uh, the last time that... The last... <laughs> The last uh, reference we had to him was a truly nightmarish one in one of the backpacks in one. Oh god. <laughs> Do you remember this? There's yeah. a... There is one of the backpacks that you find that Peter has, like, stuck to a random place in New York in Spider-Man 1 is has, like, some sort of vial of Sandman in it. Oh god, what? <laughs> and it sort of implied that, like, yeah, this is, like, Whatever whatever counts for his core is in here, and he's just been stuck here Ooh. inside a backpack for years. <laughs> okay. A little fucked up, a little fucked up. Oh, I think I did find that one, actually. Yeah, I'd be shocked if you didn't 100% that game. I did. Uh, I, do <laughs> I don't actually huh. do that. I just had a lot of spare time during the time that I was uh, playing that. I will probably end up doing that for this one, because I... The side missions in this one are better than just. I like, hear that they're much better. Also, I hear a 100% run is only like 30 hours, which is is not nothing, but is not like a miserable amount yeah. of content. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done too many miles side quests, but the the one I started with Peter is like, oh, this is a returning character from the first game that you can't really fit in the main storyline, but this works as this neat little side story. Mm. So that was cool. Uh, this is say. I'm not really sold on Craven, but I always like the symbolic storyline. Oh, the symbiotic, symbiotic. storyline more than most. I mean, Craven is a means to an end. Um, but I think as like a menacing villain, uh, him and the whole hunters like invading the city is really cool. And Craven is a good excuse to push Peter into like a sort of because it's a guy that he's not really trying to steal something he's trying to force something out of spider-man yeah he makes sense as a companion to the venom storyline right and i think in that regard he's perfect um the only complaint i have is in setting that up he is like collecting super villains to like do hunts with and uh, this happens pretty early on so it's not a major spoiler but he murders some of said super villains which is cool for this game but will be problematic in the future <laughs> if they want to keep all these in some kind of connected universe because you're literally removing some classic super villains <laughs> They'll figure something out. They yeah. always do. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it sounds it sounds good. I'm kind of curious. Like, I I'd suspect before we see Spider-Man Three, we'll see that Wolverine game they teased a few years back. And I'm curious what that looks like. What's this? The Insomniac mm. around the time they teased. Spider-Man 2, they teased a Wolverine game. Oh, that's right. Well, they announced it. That's yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't have... Can I no suspect we'll idea. see that before we see 
Spider-Man 3 just by virtue of presumably that's been in some stage of production for a few years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I suspect the... But I'm curious what kind of game that will be. It doesn't make sense. Like, Wolverine open world doesn't make a ton of sense, at least on its face. Yeah. So I suspect that'll be a more focused action game. It's, uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I'm also very curious to see what they do with what they teased at the end of Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that, you ask? I... Oh, I'm not going to say. Sorry. <laughs> But, yeah. but if once you get there, you'll be if you've listened to the show at all, you'll be like, oh yes, of course, Wheels is excited for this. <laughs> yeah, but, but I I would admit that like I feel like Peter fully giving up being Spider-Man would actually be kind of breaking his whole moral. So I don't think they'll ever do that. <laughs> yeah. Like I know that they. Like from what I from what little I've heard, I know that they expand into the idea of like he can do great things as Peter Parker as much as Spider Man, but to stop being Spider Man would be to give up something that he also knows he can do. Yeah. Like this the story of Peter Parker is always destroying himself, stretching himself too thin. Mm -hmm. And Again, from the things I've heard, there's, that is also part of what this story is about, which makes sense with the black suit shit. But yeah. uh, no, I don't, it, don't think they would do that. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a case of like I feel like it it breaks the the moral that exists within uh, Spider-Man. Is that like you you keep going, you keep giving until you got nothing to give. Plus, the way they're setting up for the third game, uh, Peter will have to be heavily involved. Because uh, the Green Goblin ain't got no vendetta with Miles. Yeah, the the emotional... Well, actually, uh, kind of, in this game. Certainly but, some, but yes. given that Peter is the old friend of Harry Osborn, he's got a lot more of a personal connection with Norman Osborn. Yeah. Uh, what's this Fire What do you make of Nintendo's new patent? How quick will Wheels pre-order a three-screen DS? Uh, I mean, it's just a patent. Yeah, the big thing to we'll sort see. of remember is that these companies patent shit all the time that never comes to fruition of any sort. Uh, like I, I bring this up every time we get weird patents. Sony wants patented a foldable controller. That never happened. <laughs> uh, Nintendo has made all sorts of weird patents. Back when the Wii came out, they had patented some sort of method of having it like watch TV, play a game, and browse the internet at the same time. Doesn't do that. Uh, like companies file patents for ideas that their R&D comes up with, even if they have no intention of using them. Uh, it's one of those things like I don't for even if they decided to do something with this, I suspect we wouldn't see the fruits of it for at least five years. <laughs> uh, and I asks how far y'all? Uh, I assume he's talking about Spider-Man Two. Wheels has finished it. I have not purchased it yet. 
but I also wonder just how much we've come, uh, how close we've come to getting some weird stuff from Nintendo that almost made it out but ultimately didn't. Uh, probably quite a bit. Uh, the thing with Nintendo is that their R&D department has always been quite healthy, but it's never run the show the way that it did for Sega back in the day. <laughs> so... Uh, I feel like there's probably a lot in... Because you get stuff like in Nintendo's Vault, even among stuff they've announced, where you get stuff like the Vitality Sensor, where by the time they announced why they cancelled that, I think most people had forgotten it existed. Do you remember this, Wales? Nope. So, like, in at Vaguely, E3, like, 20... Vaguely, yes. At E3, like, 2009 or 10, they announced the Vitality Sensor for the Wii. It was supposed to... Uh, interact with your uh, like certain like easily readable vital signs, heartbeat, that sort of thing, uh, and interact with games in some way with that. And then they kind of didn't talk about it again. And years and years later, I can't remember what context it was brought up in, but they did actually admit why that never came out. And the answer was that, like many medical devices, it actually was. It worked really well, except for uh, the fact that it was not actually a 100% accurate based on skin tone. Mm. And you were not going to release a peripheral that is racist. Mm. <laughs> like, let's not, let's not, like, no, no matter what ideas you have for it, like, oh, this peripheral just works worse for black people is generally not something that you want to release. Uh, let's see. Okay. Then, okay. Then new Kiryu game I'm playing next after Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I need to pick up... I was Before we started streaming, I was rambling about how I need to pick up a uh, man who erased his name now that I know that it runs well on Steam Deck. <laughs> Fire Miner, that sucks, but also definitely not uh, definitely not a f company that uh, cares too much about its PR. Uh, if you are not watching the stream, I will not elaborate further. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's see. But yeah, I need to pick up Man Who Erased His Name because it has Daytona USA two, and does it? It's called Sega Racing Classic 2 because they lost the license, but it's Daytona USA 2. Uh, and I need that in my life. Yeah, I need to finish uh, Like a Dragon. Yeah, this is very much like a prelude to Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, so you want to finish Yakuza Like a Dragon before you do Man Who Erased His Name. Oh yeah, I'll let Steam Deck don't care. Sorry. I mean, okay. I think it's cool. I was just glad to find out that its actual specs are basically the same as the original Steam Deck, so that I don't have to feel too yeah. pissed off about it, but it's nice. Uh, for for those who don't already have a Steam Deck, that is definitely the Steam Deck to get. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I'll just be picking up uh, Like a Dragon Gaiden. But, yeah. Um... Oh yeah, we were gonna hit some other news. So yeah, OLED Steam Deck looks nice. Apparently, better battery life, nicer screen. Uh, seems a little smaller, which is nice. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to briefly touch on this news before hitting this question that Budai just asked, which is going to be a bit of a long one. Um, so, uh, the, uh, the thing I wanted to bring up that was like, oh god, the implications was... So, Sony apparently admitted that half a dozen games as a service, live service games that they had planned uh, have slipped past the, like, 2026 fiscal year, which would be in, like, 2025. And when I say half a dozen, I mean literally six games. Uh, and all I could think when reading that was, oh god, the late-life first-party offerings on the PS5 are going to be fucking dismal. <laughs> There's going to be so many live-service games, and they're all going to bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the fuck are you doing? I, I like I don't like. I, I saw some responses that were like, "Oh, that's fine," because I don't care about those games. And it's like a lot of those games are coming from their studios that make the games you do care about, but yeah. they're going to be making these for for fucking they're ever. Be making trash instead. And it's like. I can't imagine going that hard on one type of game that like the whole reason that you're that huge is to not have to go all in on one kind of game. Oh, you wanted Ghost of Tsushima 2? No, I'm sorry. They're making Ghost Ghosts of Tsushima the Battle Royale. Sorry guys. Oh god. Oh god, don't make me think about that. I mean, I could make I could come up with a bunch of these stupid Ideas. Yeah, I know. I mean, we we know that like Naughty Dog is currently like I don't even care about Last of Us, but I'm sure that people who want to play The Last of Us would rather play Last of Us Part Three than fucking uh, this factions game that they keep like sacrificing people upon the altar for. Farmer says Phyrexis goes that hard in one type of game. Still waiting for Alpha Centauri too. You and me both, friend. Phyrexis. <laughs> Firaxis has the benefit of being one company that makes one kind of game, whereas yeah. Sony is like a giant conglomeration of companies that makes a bazillion kinds of games normally. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm kind of surprised there hasn't been an Elvis and Tori too. Didn't they make uh, Marvel Midnight Suns? Why didn't any of you buy Marvel Midnight Suns? Just... Something about, like, they, they just cannot seem to like bottle the kind of lightning that the MCU had for just selling you superheroes you didn't care about before. Actually, Budai, you're good people. Thank you. Not enough copies to, to save my Switch version, though. That never happened. But I appreciate you. Let's see. How do video games and the copyright laws involving public domain... Uh, after so many years' work. Uh, I mean, there's nothing to say that copyright would be particularly unique for video games. Like, eventually, in, like, 2075, you'll start seeing things like Pong go into the public domain. Not that they weren't essentially already in the public domain. You just had to give them a different name. Uh, and that'll kind of be that. Like, that's... Presuming, you know, no further updates to copyright laws or whatever, that's, you know, they, they should function the same as any other, uh, you know, intellectual property. Eventually, they uh, enter the public domain. That's, uh, like, that would presumably include, uh, 
you know, artwork, character, images, logos, uh, anything that wasn't it's trademarked anyway. And code would become free for anyone to use however they felt. Uh, I keep forgetting I have a fucking bicycle in this game. I want to ride my like bicycle. I want to like ride my bicycle. This is work? so much quicker. This is so much quicker. I'll take your word. Um, this game has a lot, a lot of features, so it's easy to forget that. Oh, that's the thing you can do in this game. Fudai's asking, on that note with Alan Wake 2, has any game you loved ever been one you would be hesitant to recommend? Oh, yes. Many. Quite a few. Yes. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Suda51's work. I've got to... I've got to prepare you before I tell you to play Killer7. Yeah. <laughs> this series I'm currently playing on stream. Um, well, I don't say this one's hard to recommend, but I feel like... You... We must sit back and say, wait... You have to understand the battle system is kind of bad. In 1 and 2, <laughs> yes. In 3, <laughs> it's quite good. 1 and 2, mm -hmm. it's weird. Uh, but if you enjoy like the collecting and the goofy humor, then it's not that big a deal. Mm. Plus, the battle system can be entertaining for like boss fights and stuff. So. Mm -hmm. Farminer asking if we'll pre-order the Lollipop Chainsaw remake. I mean, I like I like Lollipop Chainsaw. I'll play Lollipop Chainsaw again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the very strange uh, James Gunn Grasshopper manufacturer crossover. John <laughs> Barr is not a great game to recommend. Yeah, I've never seen someone recommend that one, but yeah. Well, I've seen a, a few people, but yeah, usually there's, there's caveats there. Um, but yeah, as a connoisseur of weird weird old bullshit, I, there's a lot of games that I love that I would like have to sit down and say like, okay, this is going to be a rough one to deal with for a bit, but I promise it's really good. <laughs> Oh god, oh god. Fireminer brought up Silent Hill Ascension. I don't know what that is. It's a... interactive streaming TV show? Vomit? It's extreme... From what I've heard, it's not very good. And the actual methods of interaction are heinously cribbed from, like, free-to-play shit. And it just it just sounds really, really bad, but also it's got all sorts of, like, ill-advised... Uh, I think they tried to automate moderation on a stream chat, which was just a really, really, really bad idea. Uh, people uh, were paying to put obscene messages on the to pin them to the top of chat shocking like just a lot of uh a lot of ill-advised choices there oh, uh, speaking of konami shit have you heard about the terrible physical release of the metal gear solid collection for switch 
I think it's actually for most of them. I, I think it's Probably. even that way for some of them, for the non-Switch games, which have even less excuse. But yeah, the, the, that only has the MSX games and the NES games, yes. which Not collectively even. would take up a, like, including emulators would take up like 50 megabytes. Yes. <laughs> Like, not even Metal Gear Solid 1. A game that came on two CDs, less than, a, like, maybe a gigabyte. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, mm. Yikes. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, by all accounts, like, the ports are acceptable. I saw some people complaining that, like, oh, MGS 2 and 3, they aren't in... Six, aren't at 60 FPS, and it's like they didn't run at 60 FPS to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> Regret to inform you, that was a change for the HD collection, and it's like, it's fine, like, it's fine to run them at 60 FPS, they don't look like shit like some games do when you run them at 60 FPS, but at the same time, I don't have, like, a strong, like, they should be, it's like, eh, it's fine, they're, they're not precise enough to warrant more than 30 FPS, they're fine. <laughs> Uh, they were both inconsistent 30 FPS games on PS2. It's fine. Uh, they showed some footage of Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater, which is the MGS3 remake. Uh, the art styles lost all of the, like, sepia uh, and general, like, stylization that made it both old and kind of unrealistic in a lot of ways. So I'm not I'm not super hot on that for someone. Let's see what else happened while you're right. Oh, Super Mario Wonder. Can we talk about that even though it's not an RPG? <laughs> well, I don't have it yet, it's the problem. Oh. It's awesome. I, it looks really good. It's got like Super Mario World levels of oh, I think there's a secret exit to this level. And it's just so good. So good. <laughs> uh, like, the whole badge system where, okay, what ability do you want to equip to use in this level is just simple and incredible. And I want it in every 2D Mario game now. <laughs> it's great. But yeah, the, the nicest thing, though, I think, is I think they've finally figured out a way to make, like, the four-player multiplayer not, like... Cannibalize the single-player game? Yes. <laughs> because instead of, oh, you die, you lost a life, and then, you know, you float back along, if you die, like, fall in a pit or someone... or, like, get killed by a monster or something, you turn into a ghost, and to get brought back to life... You have a little timer, but you just have to float over and, like, touch another player. But you don't lose a life until that timer disappears. Hmm. So instead of, like, oh, maybe we're playing with someone who's terrible and they're going to drag the whole experience down. They're not going... They're, they or they're going to run out of... Or the other thing that would often happen where you, they would run out of lives and then suddenly they're, they're just sort of yeah. sitting there watching. Right. So that kind of fixes all that and in addition to that there's characters that don't take any damage they can still die falling into a pit nabbit style characters yes and yoshi and the fun thing about them is other players can ride them because <laughs> they're yoshis yeah. 
So is, is the Yoshi in control when that happens, or is the player riding the Yoshi in control when that happens? Uh, you know, I forget. I think I'm curious. I think it's whoever controls the Yoshi. Also, Yoshi can ride Yoshi, which is a little fucked up. Yeah. Oh, and thank you for the bits, Fireminer. Yeah, we've got a bunch of questions now, uh, actually. Was the GameCube a failure? Financially, yes. Yes. I mean, like, you can we can have arguments about whether... Uh, whether, like, I, I personally, like, in my eyes, it was a tremendous failure, but, like, that's that's a more subjective thing. But in terms of, like, actual sales, it sold, like, 12 to 15 million less than the... Uh, 10 to 12 million, I should say, less than the N64, which was already, like, down from the Super Nintendo, which was down from the NES. Like, it had been a continuous downward slide, and the GameCube was, uh, you know, a, a failure in that sense, yeah. like. Uh, there, there's a reason that Nintendo decided to make something that didn't work like normal, uh, like a quote-unquote normal system, because trying to play by like the uh, same rules as everyone else was just producing systems that sold less and less. There was no reason to keep doing that. Um, Uh, let's see. Is there any justification for just how weird the PS2's architecture was? Just all the hubbub about a motion engine processing speed worth it? Did Sony get a pass because of the time they had yet there at the time there had yet to be a relatively unified te uh, standard technical procedure when it came to making games? AKA it was still the Wild West back then. I mean, the PS2 is like a fucked up design, even by that concern. Uh, I would never I, give a Sony a pass for anything. I mean, a lot of people, like, at the time, like, the answer is that, like, the understanding of how fucked up the PS2 is internally was not well, uh, was not well understood outside of people who made games. <laughs> uh, like, the Xbox original runs on, like, a fairly, a lot of off-the-shelf PC parts. The GameCube is running on a power PC architecture. I don't even know how to describe whatever the PS2 is doing. Uh, I've brought this up in the past, and like IEEE standards were not fully in place and enforced at that time. But floating point numbers on the PS2 don't work like they do on any other uh, computer on the planet. <laughs> uh, like a truly insane system. Uh, but it had the benefit of coming off the heels of the PS1 was insanely popular, and there was not yet an expectation that a machine should function like it wasn't designed by a spaceman. Uh, and it was not as, it was not so profoundly fucked up as the Saturn or the PS3 or the Jag or any uh, one of those other ones that's like, what the fuck is wrong with this machine? <laughs> uh, so it, it got away with it by virtue of being bad, but not bad enough. <laughs> It has some interesting hardware features. Uh, part of the reason that Silent Hill 2 is fucked up on literally every other machine on the planet, up to and including the Xbox version that only came out a month later, is that it's using aspects of how the PS2 hardware can generate fog essentially for free. Uh, like, stuff like that. It, it has some weird hardware features that games took advantage of. Uh, but... Overall, it was one of those situations where it was like, it came out early, it sold well, uh, it wasn't fucked up enough that you would uh, switch to something else. 
uh, just to get away from it. So, on some sense, they kind of got a pass, but uh, it's a lot of reasons. Did the OG Xbox fail because developers had to spend so much time just learning how to program for the PS2? I mean, it was it was as much just because like there wasn't a reason. Like, you could make an Xbox version. It was much easier to port games to the Xbox from the PS2 because you were porting to something that was sane and made by and worked like a normal machine <laughs> and was more powerful. So, like, it just made more sense to start with a PS2 game and make an Xbox game. Because when you started with an Xbox game and made a PS2 game, the results were not pretty. Uh, so, you know, like, essentially, the PS2's popularity allowed it to be the baseline, and then you ported the games to other systems. Uh, and, you know, that generally meant that the PS2 version was never a bad version. It was just that you got slightly nicer versions elsewhere. Uh, in other words, is it because the PS2, uh, that impression, consider the PS1's momentum, that impressive considering the PS1's momentum? I would say yes, because the PS2 sold like 50 million units more than the PS1. Mm -hmm. Sony's Walt's Garden when it came to the PS2's architecture, and that its competitors were the freaking Xbox GameCube and Dreamcast. But yeah, like, it, it was impressive. Like, all of those are competently made machines. The PS2 just, like, people didn't have a lot of call for another system. Like, if you had a PS2, you could play basically everything you wanted unless you were, unless you wanted online FPSs, in which case you bought an Xbox, or if you wanted Nintendo games, in which case you bought a GameCube. But you also always had a PS2. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying? Let's say Budai says, the GameCube is better than the N64 to me by a good margin. Uh... Hardware-wise, or yeah, I assume, I, I assume it was just like software library. Yeah. For me, I'm, I'm I'm much fonder of the N64. It's uh, I, I feel like Same. whenever I look at most of Nintendo's output on the GameCube, I just see like extremely compromised video games. Mm. <laughs> but that's personal preference. Uh... Yeah, I mean, as far as GameCube games, like I have fond memories of the Paper Mario. I think I've I think I've gone over how like Paper Mario like absolutely pissed me off for extremely personal reasons. Twilight Princess. I technically played the GameCube version, but I was playing it on the Wii, so I don't. That's even weirder. Well, I wanted. I didn't. Didn't want the motion controls. I wanted to just play with the nice GameCube controller for one. And for Final two, Atomic Baby. For two, the the whole idea that okay, we're gonna make Link use his other hand for the Wii version, so we're going to flip the map for the entire game weirded me out. So I just wanted I just wanted to play the GameCube version. People are weird. Yeah, um I don't I don't understand <laughs> the logic behind that, but uh, what else do you think of LBX on 3DX? I haven't played a ton of it, but it seems neat. I think that's it's on. I think that's another level five game, so it's on the stack of level it is, five yeah. games. Uh, but yeah, I think that's why Fireman brought it up. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's level five. Uh, it's probably not gonna really get into that for a while because I'm gonna be playing football. 
Eat a zoom Do 11. you know what time it is? Uh, time for football? Okay. Not that football. Soccer. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Fire Miner's saying that their favorite level 5 games are Inazuma 11, 3, and then LBX. Okay, well that's Let's good see. to hear because I also have a copy of Inazuma 11, 3 right here. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to hit... The 3DS version. I don't know. So 3 came out on DS and 3DS. I, I don't know. No, if there's like a particular Fire preference Miner, for version. Did, did 3 come out in English on DS or is that only on 3DS? I'm not sure. Okay. So while, while you work that out, I'm going to hit a couple of these before they disappear okay. from the chat. Uh, how many people bought multiple PS2s because they were trash hardware-wise? I did. I don't think it was that common because, like, a lot of people weren't going to play them enough to burn out their fucking DVD lasers, like, inevitably happened everyone for mine, people like me. But Mine was still working when I sold it. However... How early was yours? It was launch. I believe it Damn. was launch. I bought it from a friend and... I'm pretty sure if it not launch, it was not long after. And that, yeah, mine was that, from like March of '01. That thing lasted for a while, but the last few years I had hacked it so I could install stuff on the CD drive. Although the early on when I was doing that, I was copying stuff using the drive on the PS2. So. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that probably extended its life a bit. Yeah, mine. Uh, that one for sure. Yeah, mine from March of '01 by like '03 had ceased to read CD games, the the blue bottom ones, and by like by the by '04 it had ceased to read DVDs at all. Yeah. Uh, it's. Goddamn thing's a pile of shit. Um, it's like I, they're like unless I just barely use the Sony system, like they always break for me. It's there's no, there's yeah, very little uh, exception. PS One, <laughs> I had to flip that thing upside down. Yeah, ours burnt out. Uh, the uh, my PSP, like the screen, sort of started developing weird ghost patches. I don't even know how to describe it. It looked like shit. Uh, uh, and then uh, PS3, that thing ultimately broke down. I can't even remember what caused that, but it was, yeah, worthless hunk of shit. Um, I accidentally knocked my PSP Go off a desk and had to send it out to Sony to get repaired. Rip. And that was after they had stopped selling them, so I was, I was lucky they were still doing repairs. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh... But yeah, so I've, I've not had great luck with Sony hardware. I find them to be generally unreliable. I was uh, convinced before I sold it, my PS4 was going to explode. <laughs> being, a DVD player helped <laughs> being a DVD player helped PS2 more than people realize. Uh, maybe realized by some. Yeah, I mean, like that was, that was a huge deal just because it was like, oh, you can get the sequel to that fucking video game system that, like, you probably at least played at a friend's house and thought was really cool. And you can play DVDs and that's good because, you know, DVD players are still $500 because it's 2001. Yeah. Let's see. 
Farmer says uh, only Inazuma Eleven One 11, 1, and Two got Engl English localizations on the DS. Uh, the three localization is only 3DS. And there is the a Endor. collection of all three games, all three of the original trilogy on 3DS, but only in Japan, of course. That's true. Yeah. But I have to say, these were annoying to get because I could not find I could not find the right search terms on eBay. Like just searching like Inazuma Eleven Pal or English still brought me mostly Japanese copies. So I had to just like keep scrolling and digging through the search results to try and find. It was so annoying. I, I don't know why either. Carmine asks, "Did you keep your launch PS2 just for the hard drive? For I presume that's supposed to be PSU and FF11. I know yeah. a guy who did that." I did uh, not. Yeah, yeah, no, I know their pal, like, but, and I put that in the eBay search, and it still returned me, freak Japanese copies, Japanese copies as like the top results. <laughs> it's just like, no, no, stop. See, would you be interested in an FF11 or 14 complete offline reimagining like DQ10? Me? No. <laughs> I mean, like, I never played Eleven. I'd maybe find some interest in that. I'm gonna be real honest. FF14's like entire like world looks really, really fucking boring to me. So I don't care. <laughs> I played a few hours of that. Like, I don't know. Like that entire art style, that entire like world, like nothing interesting to me. I don't yeah, care. I I played a fair amount of FF11. Some of it even on the PS2 because. Like I said, I had that hard drive. Although, God. That, like, like I said, that thing lasted. So, you know, keeping the hard drive wasn't why I didn't like get a new model. It's just there was no reason to replace it because it was still working. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I did not like that game, and 14 still continues to be lost on me. So, I don't know. I I'm not gonna. I'm not going to ask for further information, Fireminer. I'm just gonna not. Oh, wow! <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, he also says. I mean, you shouldn't be surprised by that. <laughs> Fireminer also says the third Inazuma Eleven Go game was uh, even never localized because there was a German company having the same name as the subtitle of the game. Hence, Level Five chose not to localize it. Wow, that's fucked. That's wild. Uh, there is a fan translation out there for it, thankfully. Fudai well, offers the beautiful game. Was there a forward-thinking MMO at the time? <laughs> I didn't think it looked good either, but then again... I mean, I at the also, time, it was a pretty impressive Yeah, I think game. I played it after WoW, so that probably didn't help. Yeah, when I first saw FF11 screens in like 2002, like that was a real impressive looking game at the yeah. time. But no, it was very gameplay wise, very much rooted in like EverQuest shit. I would also rather look at FF11 than WoW. <laughs> uh, why? What? Like not not, not okay. necessarily on a technical level, but I think that like I I've I don't like how Blizzard's like art style looks. I think okay. it's basically always been bad. Yeah. I don't 
Like everyone's got that. their giant. Sh everyone's a blobby man with giant shoulder pads. It sucks. Okay. Uh. yeah. But yeah, FF11. FF11. By all accounts, like I've definitely talked to people who who loved it, and it seems like it was. By all accounts, uh, it. Uh, attempted to force cooperation between players by being hateful as possible to individuals. Oh, lovely. <laughs> and, uh, that, I mean, I can kind of understand the thinking. Still probably a bad choice. Jolly cooperation or death. Yeah, just like Dark Souls. <laughs> it's the Dark Souls of MMOs. I'm going to no. pitch that, no. sell that to someone. Uh... I'll become, I will become the worst meme in human history on as I get dunked on social media. Uh, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Like, I don't, I don't like playing games on someone else's schedule. So MMOs were never really going to work for me. I, I don't want to feel like I'm letting people down by not playing a yeah. fucking video game. This is kind of one of the reasons I like Destiny as my one MMO-ish thing because I feel like any of the like the the cooperative things you do in that game are insanely less time-consuming than anything I would have to do with other people in an MMO. I also couldn't afford the PS2 hard drive at the time, nor a monthly subscription. It's so. not worth it. Anyway. Yeah, there. I mean, nothing else uses that hard drive. Nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, the hacking thing I did was the only thing I ever had. Oh yeah, I knew I knew a kid who had the time. fucking I knew a kid who had the fucking HD loader, and like I would occasionally lend him games so that he could copy them. Yeah, nice. <laughs> like it's like yeah, yeah, sure, I, you can have this overnight, so you can copy it. I will not let you start on the old school well raid, uh, Fireminer. I do not have that in me. Uh, do they still have? You know what? I don't know. Want to know? But do they still have forty-player raids in WoW? Probably. Thing. Like the thing that like inevitably ends up cursing MMOs over the course of you know decades, like the decades, is that. You run into this issue of, like, they start making content that caters to the kind of people who have been there for years, and that inevitably means, like, really complex bosses, which filters you into having to play with the most, like, m miserable human beings imaginable, because they're the ones who have spent too much time playing the game and can do the fucking, like, high-level content. And thus, like, the entire player base ends up having to be filtered through the worst human beings imaginable. Yes. That's, why you gotta, that's why you gotta start over sometimes. Just burn it all down and make a new MMO. Yeah. That always works out, right? EverQuest 2 was a smashing success compared to the original. <laughs> I mean, by by modern standards, we would barely consider EverQuest 1 to have been a blip. <laughs> yes, true. 
you can still actually they still actually I think make expansions for EverQuest too. Oh yes, it's ongoing. Yeah, same with EverQuest One for the the true sickos out there. We should be getting an announcement for a new EverQuest expansion pack soon. Let me check that. Oh god. What? EverQuest. Remember Champions of Norath Realms of EverQuest? Uh, I do. That was awesome. That game's actually rad. <laughs> Fucked up. Good. I never got to like play through the sequel. I should still do that sometimes. Uh, okay. Don't... Yeah. We uh we have we are. One month out from the release of the new EverQuest 1 expansion. Uh, thank you for following a guy 8900 And I, uh, yes, I do occasionally stream Yokai Watch. Did I put it on machine? EverQuest 2 Heck, expansion. I streamed this game before it was released in English. Like a nerd. Like a total nerd. Hey, Joe. Hello, Joe. Joe's silent, but he popped into the Discord. Joe. Okay, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the expansion packs for EverQuest 2. Oh, Lord. But when's the next EverQuest 1 expansion? It's next month. I just said oh, that. Okay, I, wasn't, I was distracted. <laughs> yeah, like it comes out in a month. Is December 2023 will be the 30th expansion of EverQuest 1. What? Ballads of Zamara, the 20th expansion of EverQuest 2, comes out this month. Want to play some EverQuest 2, Joe? I think I'm up <laughs> and running here. Okay, listen, good. listen, Joe, it's right there in the name. EverQuest. It just goes on forever. They're I, not joking. They're not I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. You ever think but about I'm, those people? Oh god. I was gonna say, but I would like to see the end of the world of Warcraft. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. It's more popular. Yeah, they just announced they just yeah. announced three more expansion packs. Why? More, is, because it's way more popular than EverQuest. Because it's profitable. I know I know the answers to these questions, but why? Well it's <laughs> it, it's it always amuses me. Like you see like ridiculous you know whiny people all the time like hey, why are you playing a dead game in reference to whatever and it's like whenever you see someone saying that it's a game that's clearly not not dead like if it was dead i wouldn't be able to play it well, not just that but you know online games like that they wax and they wane and even if they decline and never go back quite back up to where they were at a height they always still find a like a, ba a, a solid baseline that continues on. Like, I gotta tell you, yeah, I'm gonna... ridiculous. Like, Speaking Rift of playing... was the shit when it came out, let me tell you. Speaking of playing a dead game, you ever think about what kinds of people were playing uh, the PS2 EverQuest online adventures oh, when it shut down in 2012? What? That game had one... Ex that game had one expansion pack, but was online for nine years. What the fuck? What are you doing? Play something else, please. <laughs> I'm begging you. <laughs> like, eventually they had to. It did shut down in 2012. But... Are I, there I, people... That must have been the weirdest community imaginable. 
Are there still people playing FF14 on PS3, though, I wonder? No, that version has been officially yeah. discontinued. Oh, okay, okay. Like you can no been... longer play FF11 on PS2 or I believe Xbox. It's only yeah. PC now. Yeah, it's PC only, and it has been for a long time. But uh, EverQuest Online Adventures. Whenever I like, I'm just imagining like, what did that community look like in 2011? Like the PS2 had been made irrelevant years and years before. This, that version of the game had never, ever been popular. What did that community look like? I don't know. Uh, like, I... Th uh, and it, yeah. I know I have not finished the game. This is not a complete playthrough. Someday, one day... 20 hours in? 26 hours in on this save? Okay, but I asked, do you think some PS1 RPGs were hurt by the intention to show off cool battle graphics while slowing the systems down? Do modern games have similar devices they are trying to, to present that might not age well? Uh, well I mean, uh... like, I think... I mean, I think a lot of that was also as much just that, like... Uh, to some extent, you get a lot of stuff that's meant to disguise some other issue... So, like, the the big sweeping bit at the beginning of every FF9 battle is meant to disguise the fact that it takes, like, 20 seconds to fully load a battle. Uh, but, you know, they, they definitely... They weren't willing to sacrifice the graphics. So they had to come up with ways to make, uh, you know, to make the fact that they were slower not considered a problem. And that does have issues. You know, like you can you can already see like some stuff in modern games that people have cottoned onto as like a this is a trick to make sure that the game can run and it's getting tiresome. Like the infamous uh, like oh my character has to sidle through a narrow passage in order to allow the game to load. A uh, design trope. Huh? I thought that was just so we could get a better look at uh, Laura Croft's assets get out um, <laughs> but like i mean a, a design trope so well worn that there are ps5 games still doing it i don't know why ff16 has you do that sometimes i don't know why yeah because it's a bad game i mean yeah but that's that there's no reason for it to be bad in that particular fashion <laughs> also i'm glad to see that uh i'm glad to see that i have fully poisoned your opinions <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. At some point, but, yeah. I'm gonna play it at some point. But like, what, uh, I'll finish it eventually. I'm still, I'm still committed says, to that. Uh, yes, assets. I didn't. I wanted to move past that. <laughs> okay. But yeah. Um, and also, a guy asking, "What part of the game are you on?" Oh. I think it's pretty early, but... It's um, 26 hours in. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what, like, chapter... It's been a while so. since Wheels picked this up, so... <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh... <sighs> so, Joe, what have you been playing? But I will pull up my quest list, guy. Well, let, let me think, because we 
Haven't done Q&A quest in a while, huh? Yeah, like three weeks. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. Before you talk about that, because we did play something on Sunday. Uh, we played... Uh, well, we played Remnant 2, and we haven't talked about that they announced uh, the, the first DLC for that. Oh, yeah. Coming out uh, next week, actually. Wheels just uh, pumped. Yes, I will be streaming that. Well, we just got to that stupid place where we're going to have to fight that stupid cube boss, and I don't know if I want to keep playing. Cube? <laughs> it's not that hard. It's it's a lot easier. Just because we also bad at video games. It's it's much easier with multiple people too. Trust me. Yeah. I, okay. I, Job. I helped I helped another friend beat that, and uh, it was much easier. I think we did. The it fun the cannot be try. halted. Uh, early, I want to spoil it. Uh, not yeah, not super early, but yeah, no spoilers. I says FF16 pulls a bait and switch in the player story-wise. Yes, it pretends to be a good story, and then it isn't. <laughs> Never felt like it was very good at pretending that, but <laughs> I'm the hater here. Uh, but yeah. So what were you? What have you been playing, Joe? Thinking about it, because how far back do I want to go here? Um, you can just do this. Just week. do this past week. Yeah. Well, well, no, but but uh, you know, I did. Um, did my spooky Hallow stream event, which ended on Halloween night, and um, for that last episode, I just ended up doing the Bloodstained Symphony of the Night or Ritual of the Ritual Night, of the night yeah. <laughs> um, randomizer, and I, I didn't beat it, but it was like I, I don't know, I just wasn't in a good mood that day. Um, yeah, it seems like you had a you've been having some weeks. Hope you're doing okay. <laughs> no, I'm doing better because I I did okay, um. Good. I, I was feeling a bit burned out because I just realized I've been streaming like three or four or five nights a week for like a for year. Like a year. <laughs> it's like, yeah, so I needed, I took a week off. That's why there was no streams, but um, no, so it, it's fine. I just needed some time off from doing that. And I've been playing Super Mario Bros. Wonder and recording all of it and uploading those each part onto YouTube. So I just made it to the magma world with the liquid hot magma and um so i i I think i'm almost done with it um i beat sonic superstars already and i loved it um yeah i've heard good things that's next and i actually after wonder i can't wait to play that yeah it's so some of the boss fights are the boss is what i hear is the weak link you um yeah some horrible boss fights but um I did get the last emerald in the last level. Perfect. <laughs> which was good, um, but of course I didn't get 50 rings before that final boss. Not that it would have mattered. because So the final boss is... I, I uploaded the final boss fight as Knuckles, and even with all the emerald powers, it, oh man, it was a pain in the ass. <laughs> um, like, so what happens is there's... You play through an act, and then the final act of the game is the the first act but rewinding oh, and backwards and it seems like an interesting concept and a fun idea the problem is that enemies will literally spawn right on top of you mm. because they're not, they pop into existence and rewind after like like you just you killed them and then they came back into existence and any bullets that they fired spawn where they ended and then move towards the 
enemy. Like, so mm -hmm. I constantly getting hit and dying because of just things spawning in right on top of me. It was Ooh. weird. Yeah. So there's just kind of a... There's some brutal parts to the game, but when you beat it, you do unlock an extra character who has their own story. And it's the same levels, but now you have all the emerald powers, you can go into super form, and there's some extra enemies that pop in and shoot lasers at you. So it's... It, yeah, there's some replay value there, definitely. Laser. Right. <laughs> Magma. Lasers. Um, hold, so hold Superstars, I really like. What? Can we just pause for that? Pew says FF16 with 23 phase boss fights. Someone please tell me that's not a real thing. It's an exaggeration. There are tons, there are like icon fights that are just like way too many phases and it just oh, keeps trying okay, to pop itself yeah. and it's just miserable. Uh, yeah. Um... So Could I seeking oh god. Alright, so those are the two main ones. Um I think I mentioned I may mention before I beat Vampire Survivors. Like I actually rolled credits in that game. <laughs> I didn't know that you, you, you beat it. No one's actually finished with it. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's because it's like I rolled credits and I have both of the expansions, but there's still a buttload of hidden stuff to find if i want to and i do like the game so i did an endless run and it was endless or it would have been you know because <laughs> i had the i ended up with a good build and ultimately i was a like an hour and 20 minutes into this run and i killed a hundred thousand enemies and had gotten like fifty thousand gold and finally i had to just die on purpose to end the run so yeah I can't well. cash out until I die. <laughs> right. I didn't want to lose anything, so I just was like, all right, I just, I found a way to, to just die. It was, and, and it's still like, it still took a few minutes because I was in the, the level where there's a little blue Grim Reaper who shows up at the bottom of the screen and there's this damaging force field thing that keeps moving up until mm -hmm. you kill him or he despawns. So I had to like, intentionally just go into that and sit there for like a full minute before my character died <laughs> so i was like wow yeah would have could have been endless absolutely <laughs> so that was kind of funny um today i jumped back into disgaea 7 and cleared chapter 5 so that's still nice. a fun game i needed a break from that i did i put 20 hours in and i i needed a break from, from that for a while and i just jumped back in that's fair. so that's good, and... Oh, what else have I been... No, I think that basically covers most of it, the important stuff anyways. Um, I've only been playing garbage, so... Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fine. Um, no one's surprised. I didn't realize you were well, such a big fan of their music. <laughs> oh, I hate that band. Um, <laughs> so, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, shoot. Yeah, yes, yeah, you totally derailed my train of thought. All right, <laughs> my apologies. I'm sorry. The joke had... was there. I had to take it. I know it wasn't a very good joke. I know it wasn't, but that's the kind of joke I make. It's what I, I thrive it, on. I think you I, can I, do better. I, my brain cells are dead, and I no, my train of thought is derailed and on fire. <laughs> that's why I like yokai watch so much. I see a yokai <laughs> with a butt as a face, and I just. Cutting the cheese. <laughs> yes, cutting the cheese. Oh, okay, moving on. Um, 
I was gonna say I, I will briefly say that like yesterday and the day before I was playing the PS1 port of Ultima Underworld and then the Grand Stream Saga. So yeah, I, I play Ooh. I play weird shit. <laughs> okay, I remember big Grand remember Stream Saga gonna... fan. <laughs> so what I was gonna say is I may have misspoken at an earlier date. Um, it turns out GameStop does let you use coupons to pre-order games. That's good, but. Pre-orders do not count towards the free shipping threshold. Ah, uh, that's they how they do. get you. Oh, I was well. I was going to order Super Mario RPG and Star Ocean, and they were going to charge me sixteen dollars for shipping, so I didn't do it. Maybe they only count if they ship at the same time. I think so. Could be. Maybe I have to wait till it's closer to release day or something. Could be. Yeah, to where they can package them together. I, I told you this, and I'll say it again. Amazon has ruined our brains as far as what shipping actually costs. It's yeah, like literally destroyed our brains so that we see a shipping cost for anything, and it just yeah. seems wrong, and it's not. So if, if I see a... It, it, <laughs> If I see $60 plus $8 shipping, I lose my fucking mind. Yes. If I see a game that just sells for $68, I'm like, oh, what a sweet deal. Free shipping. Great. It's like, no, they just they just told you there deal. was free shipping. <laughs> uh, I'm also waiting for my copy of Star Ocean 2R to get here so that I can, yeah, real good. So that I can finally fucking play that game again. Uh, I don't deserve to be playing that before you. <laughs> and yet, here we are. And, yes, and yet, here we stand. <laughs> if are. wishes were horses, beggars would ride. <laughs> so, did you talk about the new Steam Deck, and is that something you want to talk about? Oh, we I briefly think. talked about it. Like, it's nice, neither of us is buying it. That's about it. <laughs> I really don't. Okay. I have really... I don't want to say I've soured on the Steam Deck, mm -hmm. but I've soured on the Steam Deck. You, well, you did just say it anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a nice device. Uh, it's mostly an emulation machine for me, except for the handful of games that I can play portably that I couldn't play on the Switch. But if I've, I could play them on the Switch, I will always be happier playing them on that. Yeah, like outside of Legend <laughs> of Heroes, I've mostly been using it for like GeForce Now. Because <laughs> I can play games nicer using that than using the Steam Deck itself. Also, a guy asked what your favorite uh, yokai is. Oh. Rotten the cheese. It's, I, no, I think God, it's. Please don't be that. It's gotta be uh, the, the car. What the hell is his name? Oh, Wheel. Of course you would, Wheels. Oh, wheel. <laughs> wheel. You are the Wheel Man. Oh, driver, you are the wheelman. <laughs> Either that, or just like Usapon is. You know, that's not how you say his name. Us. I, I'm not going to try and pronounce it. The the rabbit Usapion? guy in the spacesuit. Yeah, yeah Usapion. Yes. Usapion. He's real good. Pion is sort of an onomatopoeia for like bounding or jumping. <laughs> uh, and Usa is Usagi rabbit so yeah, I mean, and, that and that and all the various cats are hilarious like <laughs> Chibanyan is great Robanyan awesome god that horrible watermelon thing you put yeah. I, I mean, the guy that, likes Usapyong 
there's a lot of cool ones, and honestly, uh, I feel like, listen, I don't, like, hate the anime they made to go along with these. I feel like it's not... It doesn't use enough of the weird ones. <laughs> it doesn't do enough in general. Like, I understand this is not exactly Pokemon, but it, you know, like, Pokemon, it's, like, not feeling following the story of the video games or anything, but it's still, like, an adventure. Like, Ash is going off and catching Pokemon. Like, you could at least guarantee pretty much that your favorite Pokemon was going to be in at least one episode. Right. <laughs> Whereas, like, the Yokai Watch anime, you know, is not like the games at all. It's kind of just, like, stupid daily nonsense. Like, oh, some Yokai is causing trouble in the school and making everyone have to pee. Oh lord! Well, that is what yokai do. To be fair, it is like I, it is, but it's just, the show just doesn't do a good job of like the games are more of like it's almost like a childhood adventure. Like you're wandering around doing mm -hmm. cool things, and and it's adventure that eventually re leads to things story wise. And uh, I feel the like show is content to sort of stop with the yokai did something weird. Yeah, and I don't think that does the series any justice. But yeah, that's, uh, what's my favorite human character in Yokai Watch? I feel like I want to say uh, uh, Blunder and Folly, but that's not really true. <laughs> you fucking cheat! <laughs> it's um, just because it's what you're thinking of right now. Uh, the 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 girl main character from Three, whose name actual name I forget because I renamed her. But her, <laughs> God damn it. she's just like a giant anime nerd. She's hilarious. Fucking nerds. She's, yeah, okay. Constantly wants to talk about like whatever the the Sailor Moon imitation the Sailor Moon in the in-game universe is. It, so she's great. Oh, I've okay. Seen season uh, three. I've seen season two. I have not seen some of season two. I don't know if you've seen all of it. I've not seen season three. I think I watched like one episode and was weirded out because it was different voice actors. Where <laughs> they're improving. I'll, I'll check them out. Uh, there's always room to go up. Yeah, my, my daughter liked watching with me when she was little, and she's shown interest in watching it again, so maybe we'll just try and watch season two and start from there and ignore season one. Which, again, it's <laughs> it's fun. I just feel like it doesn't... doesn't it leaves people. room on the table. Yeah, that, <laughs> and it just doesn't... It's not something that's going to endear people to the series, like the same way the, the Pokemon anime did. Like, I could totally mm. see people watching that and then playing the games. It's harder for me to see the same thing with Yokai Watch. Mm. It's harder to imagine your own adventures in the Yokai Watch universe just from watching the anime. Right. Is what you're getting at. Right. Like, I don't think it. I don't think it presents, like, the adventures you can have in the game. Like, it's. Like, it's just. What happens? It ends up feeling like an accessory to the game rather right. than. Mm. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't know. You know, this is a series I think is great, but just flamed out quick. And yeah, I don't was, know it, all it, the it, factors to why that happened. So, you know, it, it's I, interesting to analyze like what went wrong. 
Yeah, I feel like I feel like the answer is probably a lot of little things. I think part of it is just that like uh it you, there was a lot more competition like at the at the time that Pokemon entrenched itself into human the human psyche as a whole. Uh there there wasn't a lot of other things that could replace it. There were certainly attempts, but nothing that was on the same level. I think that just the fact that like the core games themselves were were good, but like the the you know we talked about at the beginning like the first couple games the combat's kind of iffy. Yeah. Uh, definitely hurt their lasting capacity to build a fan base by virtue just by virtue of the fact that they had to rethink things for three and like that you know they might have made a better combat system but it meant that the game was less sticky as a whole because you you weren't the game had to be rethought in a kind of fundamental fashion uh and so that those sorts of changes cascade into when they when that first generation of kids starts to lose interest there isn't like a fandom uh, that exists just for the raw experience of playing the game uh, almost divorced from its aesthetic uh, which Pokemon had developed by Gen 3 when it hit its first dip like the, the like the Gen 3 games of Pokemon they sell quite well but they sell they, they are a in terms of percentage, they're like a thirty to forty percent decline from Gen Two, I think. Like, like some, like some number that when you look at a percentage, it's like that's terrifying, and then you look at the actual number they sold, and it's like, oh, they each they sold like you know twelve million anyway. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's one of those things that like uh, there there was a strong foundation of people that would just play the games as games forever and i don't think the because of that sort of uh some of those early structural problems that happened within the gameplay of yokai watch it hadn't developed a group of people that would just sort of play it forever as a game and then i can see especially given how similar the first two games are that that could be pretty problematic Mm -hmm. And then Yokai Watch 4, I don't even know what's going on with that game. <laughs> I don't know how that game plays. It's an it's an action it, RPG. It's it weird. Like, yeah, it plays like um, the Blasters games. It's mm -hmm. Just you know, you can you control, you can switch between the different Yokai Watch you have and whatever human yeah. controlling because you play like three different humans across different time eras and eventually. Yeah, but but it's all over the place. But yeah, like the, the the bigger problem that that runs into is that like that means that the thing that makes you play a Yokai Watch game is the Yokai Watch aesthetic, and eventually that first generation of children that grew up loving Yokai Watch they they grow out of it for a little while, and some of them will probably come back to it. That that brand is going to get like at least in Japan in like five or so years that brand is going to get a huge resurgence. Uh, but uh, it, you know that that first generation of kids sort of grew out of it, and this, they you know weren't able to ensnare enough of a second generation of kids, and uh, the general the the since the aesthetic was what they were selling, 
and it was a very uh, sort of of the time interpretation of classic yokai monsters. You know, it kind of it had difficulty selling to another generation of kids, and the underlying game was not sticky enough. Not not even saying it's bad, but it wasn't sticky enough to just sort of weather that tide. I think that that would be how I would describe what happened there. Yeah, it just it's not as for it. But yeah, I can see it, it doesn't have like the same depth and appeal that like the Pokemon games have. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have as many like what the hell is this mechanics, which right. honestly gave Pokemon a sense of like mystery uh, that, you know, made it stick with people in a way that a lot of games don't. <laughs> but yeah. So it's, it's just a lot of little things. It's it's not that there was anything particularly wrong with Yokai Watch, uh, but it just didn't have certain factors playing uh, playing into it to keep it going through the lean years. But like, like I said, it it was huge. It was absolutely enormous in Japan, and I think that give it another five years, there's going to be enough children that grew up playing Yokai Watch that'll want to buy yokai watch products again mm. that that'll probably it'll probably come back it'll probably have a, a nice resurgence whether it becomes an evergreen title at that point or if it just becomes something that comes back every so often and uh you know the the kids get all excited to the the adults get all excited to share that with their kids or you know whatever or you know whether that becomes what happens with it which i mean that that happens with some of these franchises that's kind of what digimon does every so often it's just like yeah. digimon just come it gets like a new anime or a new uh like relatively high profile game and then like the kids that grew up loving that uh get real excited and then it you know it, go, it goes away for a while and then it comes back Digimon uh, survives. There was Digimon Survive. Yeah. That is allegedly not much game, but it did happen. <laughs> uh, let's oh, see. Thank you for the tip, hey guy. What sequels vastly improved on their predecessors? Uh, my go-to would actually question. be. Yeah. Uh, but my go-to would be uh, Yakuza 2 is is one of the is a big one for me because it's like it's not even like a complete overhauling of the game in terms of mechanic or tone or anything like that it's just that they just made the game work uh, I, I don't know if you've never played Yakuza 1 on PS2 there's something wrong with the way that it auto-targets. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's so easy for you to start doing a combo and then for Kiryu to just be punching thin air for most of it. And it's it's super frustrating. It makes all of the fights super frustrating. And the plot, the, the tone of the plot has not yet fully been nailed. Like, there's a lot of just little things that aren't quite right about it. And then, like, I, I picked... I remember playing it and being like, "This is, I like the atmosphere. I think there's some cool things about this. I don't actually think it's very good. And then playing Yakuza 2, and that made me, like, eternally thirst for more Yakuza. Like, I needed to play all of them. And that's why I was one of the people uh, crying out for Yakuza 5 to come out during the lean years. Uh, but... 
like uh, I would say two Yakuza Two is one of those things that's just like they didn't completely overhaul it, but they just fixed a lot of little problems. They made the tone like it still carried itself seriously, but it allowed a lot more goofy bullshit into the story. <laughs> uh, like that's the one where a giant castle uh, that you fight your way up like comes out from somewhere underneath uh Dottenbody uh Dottenbody and then uh Kiryu punches a tiger in the face uh like that's a in a mythological reference that they make no attempt to explain to uh the English speaking audience <laughs> But uh, yeah, like yeah, Yakuza Two to me is like this. This is an ideal sequel. I, I uh, think of that as a game that fully took me from. I'm kind of iffy on this. I don't think I can recommend this first game to. Uh, I need to play all of these. <laughs> um, can we talk about how weird the competitive Pokemon community is? Self-evident. Uh. Just, just the strangest people Calvin balling new rules to try to make uh, Pokemon more balanced. And I, I mean, more, more power to them. Enjoy it. But I do think that there's a certain degree to which it's a community that overestimates its own size. Yeah. Uh, like... People are crazy. Like, it's, it's one of those things like... Pokemon... Uh, uh, you know, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet or Sword and Shield, they sold like... You know, 30 million copies, something like that. And I'd imagine, like, there are probably like a hundred thousand, a couple hundred thousand competitive players tops. And, like, so that means, like, that's a huge number of people, but percentage wise, it's tiny. Yeah. And that's why, like, Nintendo's never going to sit around. Like, Game Freak sits around, does do what it can to try to make competitive at least a reasonable time. And for there to be a certain amount of uh, capacity for actual competitive play to emerge, but it's it's never going to be the priority, and it's fine that way. <laughs> but I think that there's a certain port subset of the competitive community, certainly not all of it, but a certain subset that is like convinced that it is the true nucleus of Pokemon fandom, and it's like, nah, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, um, on the, the sequel question, uh, I think what I'm playing now actually qualifies. You okay to watch three? Yeah. Because hmm. I think it does, a, it does a really good job of discovering what the series should be. Not that it ever built on it, but... But, like, it, it was a good foundation that they could have moved forward yeah. with. Like, the whole, the whole concept of the first two games was, like... You know, it's not really turn-based, but you're also not directly controlling them, so you're kind of like... You're just sort of spinning the one you want to do things in front. Yeah. And... So, like, moving, basically moving characters in and out and using their ultimate abilities at specific times, uh, fixing in items. So, um, 3 does a good job saying, you know, looking at it and saying, okay, you know, the, the wheel thing wasn't the best, so they came up with this idea where you have... I could tell that hurt your soul to say. <laughs> it's fine. Um, no, I'm just saying the, the wheel thing. Yes. Saying wheels aren't great. 
Uh, so uh, the sequel is, okay, you've got three characters at a time. You've got this grid you can move them around in. And you can swap. You know, there's cooldowns where you can swap in a character. There's a timer before you can move it back out. But the whole mm -hmm. concept is, um, you know, it's one of those games where you're kind of, like, manipulating the overall flow of battle, not necessarily <laughs> directly controlling yeah, you're you're kind of in that sort of FF13 sort of yes, way. Yes, but it does a much better job of keeping you engaged because you know mm -hmm. you have to move characters to job, especially in boss battles. Not maybe not as much in regular battles, but that's fine. But like in boss battles, I mean, <laughs> fucking fucking hot take. I actually don't think that it's super important that every fight be exciting. They just need to like not overstay their welcome. <laughs> Good point. Uh, but so, like, in boss battles, you'll see, like, okay, this enemy's about to use this big attack, so I have to move these characters out of the way. And it also, at certain times, your characters will be inflicted with status ailments. So with that and using your own characters, you have to complete, like, little mini-games. And mm -hmm. it can get pretty frantic. Like, I'm in the middle of doing this mini-game, trying to do this ultimate move. This boss is about to use this big move, I have to exit out of here, move characters out of the way, uh, and, you know, also other things can pop up on the grid, both negative and positive, so it, it's just, like, it figured out how to do this, and, you know, maybe just moving to Switch for 4, they couldn't, they weren't sure how to do the exact same thing, because the whole, the whole first three games are very much... <laughs> designed around the 3ds yeah i think that there was some of that and i feel like that era of level five is is deeply unconfident in where they're in what their that. direction is yeah. i could definitely see that because they made there's that game there's like uh snack world yeah that thing failure i think also kind of shook the company a little bit I think there might be another game, but they all kind of play similar. They're all like action RPGs, kind of in the same vein. Yeah, I think they were trying. They they saw that 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 as where the market was going, and they wanted something to crack that. And then none of their attempts really hit. Yeah. But I think uh, I, I I do think that something like. Like Deca Police looks like it could be quite interesting. I, I think that they they might be on the hint hint. They might be on the cusp of a resurgence. Hopefully, like it, it's and it's weird because this is a company they started out deeply disliking, thanks to Dark Cloud. <laughs> um, but, Dark oh, Cloud, it's bad. Yeah, over time with like the Dragon Quest games they worked on, and uh, certainly um, Nino Kuni. Uh, they've really grown on me, so yeah, that's why I've kind of been. I, I play, went back to Yokai Watch Three around Halloween time just to play something like mildly spooky, so, spooky themed, spooky <laughs> themed. So uh, yeah, that, that made me finally try and track down the uh, Inazuma Eleven games, which mm. uh, I should say are not what I thought they were. Like I always thought, <laughs> looking at them from afar, like okay, this is it. This is a real-time soccer game. I control with the touch screen, and that, and yeah, there's. You would assume, elements, would you not? But that <laughs> seems kind of lame. But that's not really what it is. Like I started <laughs> playing, it, and it's like, 
oh, these two characters get next to each other, and then it's like, okay, what move do you want to use? Like, <laughs> yeah, once 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 an interaction occurs, it stops and it becomes a turn-based thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which, for some, is probably like, oh, that sounds terrible. For me, it's like, oh, this is this is perfect. <laughs> I, I remember really... people describing it as like Blitzball, and I assume that's what they meant. It's like Blitzball, but good. Yeah, that's the thing is that like even if you like Blitzball, that is not something that can stand up to being a twenty-hour RPG. No. no so. but, but this definitely seems like it can. Uh, mm -hmm. well, especially like the Goofy story. Like I started playing two, and it's mm -hmm. like, oh, this is just this is just Space Jam. <laughs> Everybody like, get on. Like aliens invade, and they want to play us in soccer. <laughs> there are no consequences. <laughs> Except the shame of defeat. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, Zoom 11 seems real good. I'm really digging it. It's a series, so... We'll see. Mm. More on that will come. Hey. Uh, honestly, yes. I bought a whole bunch of them because um, it seemed like they might be hard to track down, so fuck it. Turns out. Well, yeah... Like I said, they are kind of hard to track down right now anyway, so... Yeah, fuck it. They actually hard to track down, not super expensive. As long as the idea of, you know, buying something from eBay from someone in Italy doesn't bother you. And it should. It should. <laughs> it's just like... I don't think I've ever gotten anything shipped to me from Italy. <laughs> Hmm, I could get uh, I could get some sort of fine Italian food or an Inazuma Eleven game. Yeah. <laughs> I chose correctly. <laughs> oh, and also this one came from Greece, also another country. I don't think I've got any ships. Uh, fine importation of yes, translated Japanese video games. Greece. I have one coming from Italy, and the first Go game I got from Australia. Really, just uh, just Mr. Worldwide tonight. Yeah. Well, it's what it's what I could find. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. You'd think there would be a bunch okay. of listings in the UK. There wasn't. There was that. The UK. The the UK. As it's sometimes known. Okay, let me check something. I think we should probably start wrapping soon. Yeah, okay, we've got no new questions in the Discord. <laughs> so, let me just quickly hit something as part of our New Year's resolution, which we are close to fully fulfill <laughs> having mo almost fully fulfilled. Uh, oh, hey, here's something. Uh, <laughs> here's something. Uh, um, this is related to some other questions that we'll have to get back to some other week, but... Uh, uh, let's pull this up. 
After the debacles that were Babylon's fall and Chocobo GP, do you think that some higher-ups at Square Enix uh, would end up on the chopping block? This is this ended up not being the case. Uh, higher-ups on the sure chopping about... block. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're funny. Not sure about Japanese companies, but it feels like in America, some developers and publishers have come to terms with letting go of executives as a means to fix bad publicity after giving those golden parachutes, of course. Like, that, that does happen sometimes, but you need to be, like, you need to be responsible for a world historic failure. Uh, like, something that really, really was a public black eye. I mean, like, if you ever look at what Ken Kutaragi was doing, like, six months after the PS3 launched, like, that is what was happening to him. Uh, but, like, something like Babylon's Fall and Chocobo GP, like, both of those were, like, B or C tier titles as far as the company was concerned uh, like you you would need to have, be in a situation where like the new Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest is an unqualified failure to be put in that mm. position uh, so now man. Yeah, they're just going to act slow level in place yeah 100% always they love it the advantage of getting into management is that there are now, like, there's grist beneath you to be sacrificed any time that you fuck up. Um, we're, we're in a good mood tonight, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so, so that would be one of those situations where fullness of time since the question was asked has revealed its answer, but yeah, uh, it, realistically, like, the the only time that you would see, like, higher ups at Square Enix get ousted was in mismanaging their most like valuable properties. Yeah. And since they didn't do that, like it's just gonna be like, well, team that made that's fired. <laughs> Never mind they made exactly what we asked them for. Yeah. Hey this kinda just happened at Bungie. Yeah. Although I should say on that situation, like people were getting all up in arms because longtime composer was one of the layoffs who was yeah. supposedly close to retirement. And, you know, my thought on that is, you know, maybe that saved several people's jobs. So maybe let's not make assumptions. Someone who's been there a long time gets paid a lot. Yes. And the thing about composition is that you're technically like one of the one of the most fascinating relationships I've ever seen in games was uh, some one of Capcom's old artists, Akiman uh, Akira Yasuda who uh, did a bunch of uh, work for them uh, circa like Final Fight and Street Fighter 2 and then uh, sort of went freelance uh, as of, like, 2003. Uh, and by all accounts, part of that was just that, like, they didn't want to not use him anymore. Like, they can, they've continuously, like, contracted him as a freelancer. It was a case of your work, it, like, you cost so much to keep on... 
uh, to keep on as an employee at this stage. That it simply makes more sense for both you and us, for you to go freelance, get a bunch of business with other things, because he was also, like, the lead artist on a very key Gundam series. Uh, like, it made sense for him to go off, uh, keep open as a freelancer for them, but you know, not be someone that they had to keep on payroll at all times because he was simply too valuable, too expensive to keep on payroll 100, like, full-time. And there, there might be some of that attitude towards that particular composer, if he's, especially if he's nearing retirement anyway. To give them, them perhaps more benefit of the doubt than is particularly warranted, but a thought. Uh, can we talk about games that uh, try to defend an indefensible moral position failed, like failing to raise sympathy for a dad who walked out on his child. And I don't like thinking about those kinds of games, because, like, there's a bunch of stuff that's just, like... It just ends up angering up my blood about a lot of, mm. like, modern AAA games that are about, like, shitty dads. Mm. <laughs> it's just, like... <laughs> yeah, like, it's just one of those things. Like, I just, uh, I just don't have... <laughs> Uh, prototype, prototype one and two are both like complete failures of examining the moral positions they put your protagonist in. But like even, like I said, like a lot of a lot of modern AAA games are basically like, man, your dad sure sucks, and like it's because he's sad about having been shitty in the past, and it's like, okay. The point of being the parent is that you put aside the things that make you hurt, and you try to make things better for your child. Mm. And I don't want to play an entire goddamn game about a guy who can't put his shit own shit aside for the sake of the kid. And that's a lot of games. That's a lot of games now. So I don't know why, because this isn't really related, but this made me think of something really good in Spider-Man 2, where there's this whole story arc of Miles... Dealing with uh, Negative Man, who was responsible... Mr. Negative. Mr. Negative. Why do I call him Negative Man? Being responsible... For, in honor of the Mother 3 enemy. For being responsible for uh, the death of his father and having to, you know, actually talk to and work with his character and kind of grapple with those emotions. And I think it's uh, a very, very well-done storyline... Uh, that thankfully doesn't go in stupid revenge directions that many video games do mm. and tells an actual it wouldn't it would not be a spider-man story yeah it would not be a spider-man story if it was like and then he kills negative mr negative right well i feel like even if it ended with him just like beating the crap out of negative man or something yeah still I'm nothing I, I but a worthless protoplasm, he yeah. says. Well, play that game, that, that element of the story is very good. I was very impressed. Yeah, I'm still just thinking about Negative Man from, from Other 3 now. <laughs> I still need to play that game. It's just, a, it's just an enemy with a shit ton of health, but has absolutely no capacity to fight because it can't bring itself to. muttering to itself. It, it spends basically every turn muttering things like, there's just no way I can win. Life is but a moment of a moment, a meaningless grain of sand. 
So yeah, just just a weird ass enemy, very memorable. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, I need to get around to Spider-Man too. I like Spider-Man one, Miles Morales a lot. Joe, you should play those too. <laughs> I play those, I'm gonna get the new one. Sure. And you should play. You should play. You should play the other ones because I think the new one builds off of them a lot. It, it does, yeah. Yeah. Um, Any more about philosophy? Oh. I don't like the popular sentiment among artists: the common feeling of the common man being abandoned by his authority. Yeah, there's a long way to. There's a lot of meat on those bones. <laughs> but I think we should probably wrap things up. So. Real quick, like I will say that since Gaijin is not here, that you should check out his uh, check out his books on Amazon. Uh, Princesses of the Pizza Parlor: the the tales you will find of uh, of young girls learning the pitfalls of playing D and D games together, <laughs> and other aspects. But you know, you're here for the D and D, clearly. Uh, Give give that a look. It's on uh, Kindle and Kindle Unlimited, as well as in paperback format. Oftentimes, uh, discounted to very strange degrees, uh, because Amazon's algorithm is weird. Uh, sales downturn because uh, of de-emphasis on Twitter, because Twitter is a hell website. So you know, we got to spread the word any way we can. You can find those again on Amazon. Princesses of the Pizza Parlor. I believe there's like twelve main uh, stories collected in like four volumes, as well as like a very very long paralogue. But uh, yeah, give the give the look. Uh, searching author Michael Yadimizu. Y a r i m i z u. Uh, Joe, tell us about streams. Really have a schedule or a theme for this month um i did stream some sea of stars the other day and it's fine it's a perfectly promulent turn-based jrpg if that's you know everything you love and hate about jrpgs i'd say um so i typically stream tuesday wednesday friday saturday starting around eight or nine o'clock but sometimes yeah. i do sometimes i don't um so, I don't know what I'm going to stream. And then again. you can find archives on YouTube as well. Yes, if you jump over to YouTube, um, I do have some videos of uh, my full playthrough of Super Mario Bros. Wonder, which I'm not quite done with yet, but five parts are up, and I think the sixth part will probably be the last one. By the, by the time that this uh, gets posted, it'll probably be done. <laughs> yeah, uh, so there's that, and... Um... Yeah, so just while you guys have been talking, I've been playing Blasphemous 2, and I think I'm almost done. I hope I'm almost done. I'm about 13 hours into this game. Mm -hmm. So I'm not probably not going to stream it any... I streamed it once, uh, and that's on YouTube somewhere. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I just don't have much of a plan for this month with my streaming schedule, but, you know, check out twitch.tv slash Gamer and YouTube Gamer. And I'm on Mastodon if you want to follow me there. <laughs> so that's all I got. Mm -hmm. uh, Tam isn't here, but he would be uh, up for, I'm sure, uh, advertising that there are also streams on twitch.tv slash rpgamer. 
I, I can barely keep track because I'm busy most of the time that streaming's happening, but there's uh, streams of all shapes and sizes for RPG fans of any stripes, uh, stripe happening throughout the week on twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Uh, also, I'm not sure if we mentioned it, but Joe's streams can be found at twitch.tv slash smokinjoegamer. Uh, so... Uh, plenty of streams to look forward to, and streams of our own. You can ask us questions. We stream uh, Q&A Quest every uh, Thursday at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern. Uh, you can ask us questions in the chat. You, uh, if you catch us streaming live, you can ask us uh, questions in the comments section on RP Gamer. You can ask us questions in the RP Gamer Discord. You can get an invite to the RP Gamer Discord by going to rpgamer.com and checking the community tab. Uh, it's a lovely community, even if you don't want to uh, ask us questions, but we do love hearing from you, so give it a thought. Um, but otherwise, that's... Uh, oh yeah, and we also stream Sunday Night Shenanigans, uh, which is a potpourri of usually multiplayer uh, streams that me, Wheels, and Smoke and Joe Gamer do uh, every Sunday at 9pm Pacific, midnight Eastern. Uh, so, you know, give those give those a look. They're, uh, they can be fun. We can, we can be fun sometimes. We can be Have with fun. it. Most of the time. Cool. Yep. <laughs> with it. And they changed what it was. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, give, give those give those a look. Uh, I don't... I, I would imagine that Wheels is going to try to stream more Remnant 2 this week. We'll see if that happens. Uh, but otherwise, I think that about wraps it up for us. So, see ya, Space Cowboys. See ya.